Welcome to Adventures in Progress, a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. My name is Trevor Larson, and I am your Dungeon Master for this adventuring party. In just a moment, you will meet our adventurers in the forms of Corsevere, Mara, Rayavor, and the twins, Victoria and Varys. This podcast is a story told through roleplay of characters focused in a vibrant fantasy world of Lintharum. Within the hours of this podcast, we hope to engage, delight, and make you feel what we already feel for these characters as they've come to life through the choices these players make as they try their best to find not only shards of a once-broken god, but also to find purpose within this world. We happily invite you to this experience as we continue the story. However, this story as it is has already progressed to a 26th session. And as a result, this prologue will only offer a portion of understanding of the story thus far. The reason for putting this campaign into a podcast and soon a streaming format is that we've decided to no longer keep this tale simply to ourselves. We hope that as you listen, you'll be able to connect with the story we are creating. And once again, welcome to Adventures in Progress. Hi, I'm Cal and I play as Mara, the Azamar Stormherald Barbarian. Impulsive, impatient, and emotional, Mara never quite fit in with the tribe of druids that she was born into. Once it became clear that she would never learn druidic magic, Mara left her beloved island and family behind to find her place in the world. She spent some time sailing with a merchant crew before setting off on her own, which eventually brought her to Brill where the party met. Being eager for company and purpose, Mara quickly latched onto the group and decided to stick with them for the foreseeable future. She's extremely grateful that they agreed to travel with her to Maria, where she's certain she'll find her brother Solus, who left their tribe 14 years earlier to pursue his own destiny. Though she hasn't seen him since she was a child, Mara idolizes her brother and is as excited as she is nervous to see him again. Beyond that, Mara doesn't really know what the future holds for her, which she tries very hard not to ever think about. Hiya, I'm Sorrows. My pronouns are they, them. In my mundane life, I am a writer and a parent. Here, I play Corsafir de Andron, who is a non-binary half-elf who's the party's babysit uh, healer. No, standing at a very respectable five feet four inches, Corsafir doesn't typically command a lot of attention. That is, until people notice the deep crimson eyes that betray their drow heritage. Under their eyes, their ashen gray skin is lined with what appears to be streaks of black. Lank, disheveled, dark hair hangs down past their shoulders. They are currently wearing old, ill-fitting armor they found in Lorne, along with a long, dark hooded cloak. They carry a crossbow on their back, along with a mace and shield. Hello, my name is Ben, though I commonly go by Phoenix. Um, I'm playing Varys, a changeling that specializes in the arcane arts, primarily conjuration magic. Being a changeling allows Varys the ability to alter his form near at will, but chooses to stay as an average height male elven figure, a little on the scrawnier side, uh, with auburn hair and dull orange eyes. He has a twin sister in Victoria, played by Aubrey. Um, both the twins have had a pretty rough entry into adulthood but are kind of doing their best to try and get through it 
and uh, make up for lost time as they spend some time apart and get through their issues. Somewhere along the uh, his travels, Freyas became self-taught um, in the arcane arts, as well as picking up both a new friend in his pet, Tressim, a winged cat called Layla, as well as a strange affliction that he picked up while searching for his sister. Hi, I'm Aubrey, and I play Victoria Enfield, the party's changeling warlock and the fiery counterpart to her twin brother, Varys Enfield. In Victoria's story thus far, she traveled to the city of Brill with her brother Varys, seeking information on rumors of vampires in hopes of turning them in for some kind of bounty somewhere. She met our other dashing companions, a group that, to this day, she still has very mixed feelings about, and since her arrival in Brill, Victoria has had what would be considered quite the roller coaster of a few weeks. You know, stopping child sacrifice, meeting a god, fighting ghosts, vampires, solving a murder mystery, and to top it all off, finally making contact with her patron again, where before, Victoria had little to no interest in helping Olid the Fate Weaver recover his broken form. With the encouragement of her patron, Garnacalam, she's now determined to uncover their power and use them for herself. Even if that encouragement came in the form of almost burning down an inn, twice. In addition to that, she now seeks vengeance upon a group hunting her down, the Onyx Brotherhood, a group she thought she left in her past that once held her captive until using her as a ritual sacrifice. But unfortunately for Victoria, you can't run from the past for forever. And so, with the confidence of a high school band's trumpet section, Victoria has set off with our charming companions to save a god and save herself. Hello, my name is Chris Patansu, and I play the half-elf paladin Rayavor. Rayavor started out life as an orphan in the city of Myria until he was adopted by an organization called the Even Hand, which ran a monastery in Myria. Rayavor spent his whole childhood learning the ways of the Warriors of Light and eventually became a member of the Even Hand and fought many battles for them. In fact, he served over 20 years for that organization until eventually he left on his own adventure and worked for another mercenary group. And this is where Rayavor's memory become a bit foggy. And we start the adventure where Rayavor doesn't quite know what he's been doing the past 20 years. And he's trying to piece together exactly what he was doing where he was and who he served. So stay tuned and let's see how the story unfolds with Rayavor and his new band of friends. Thanks for joining and thanks for listening. Previously, in Adventures in Progress, our story began in the small town of Brill where a group of adventurers met each other as their paths crossed at the Whitetail Tavern. The first two we met, Varys and Victoria, were a set of changeling twins masquerading as half-elves, who have been traveling for a short while after losing each other years before. 
and only recently reconnected within the past months. The wizard, Varys, is accompanied by both his faithful Tressum familiar, Layla, a winged cat-like creature, and his sister, the warlock Victoria, who is still dealing with a shattered past and haunting nightmares. As Victoria and Varys sat down for a mid-morning meal, they were eagerly met by an odd pair of clerics, in the form of a morose dark elf Corsevere and an overly energetic Terethal, a human with more than one voice bouncing around between his ears. And as these four were getting ready to leave, they met Reivor, a half-elf paladin of Pelor, the god of light, who in recent months has come to understand that he has lost years of memory, and Mara, an optimistic and cheerful Azamar barbarian from an island of druids in search of purpose, and to find her brother, who left the tribe some time ago. Through their interactions, they were pulled in the direction of a carnival in town, and not much time passed before a group of goblins interrupted the festivities and kidnapped several children. In order to help, and to gain a payday for the rescue, many of the group rushed into the swamplands of the Volgrid Ashwood, and they stumbled upon a ritual by a destitute druid named Belak, who ripped open a portion of reality and taking all but Varys into a realm of a long-lost god named Olid the Fate Weaver. Olid's tinkering with the tethers of fate had pulled these adventurers to him, and within this plane of existence where they saw his broken body, he told them of a power granted by fragments of his lost corpse from before the Sundering, an event which banished god and goddess alike from the realm of Lentherum. He granted them a vision of a figure in solid white armor, standing before a massive black dragon. He told them that these fragments, shards of fate, were out amongst the world and that individuals were gathering them for power of their own. He mentioned that within Brill, a force of power lurked. He asked them to help in the retrieval of these artifacts and in so doing restore a portion of this world back to its order. The decision of what to do with the shards afterward was left to the adventurers, and he sent them back to their realm with a compass of sorts that tells when a shard is near. Over the next weeks of fighting smugglers, thieves, pirates, uncovering a mystery of a murdered family from five years past, and discovering that a vampire named Primus had been disguised as the mayor and was seeking the shards of fate that lay nearby, they searched for a source of information about this vampire. As a result, they sought an old vampiric family known as the Vulcanus family, of whom Primus was the youngest son. Soon they met Magliar Vulcanus and his family of turned vampires. Magliar, a first-generation vampire, spoke of Olid, as he was there when the god fell, and in his boasting he made an offer of power from himself to the group should anyone be interested. Lastly, he offered a shard of fate in return for stopping his young son Primus. In the ensuing events and in order to save his friends from a dire situation, Rayavor accepted Magliar's deal, and thus Rayavor began his journey as a paladin with two patrons, one a god of light and one a warlock patron of indulgence and vampiric might. After long investigations and finally resolving themselves, the group fought Primus and walked away the victors. 
Since then, they've decided to stay together in search of these shards. And in so doing, they are making their way to Myria, a kingdom home to Reivor, a kingdom that had once imprisoned Corsevere, and a kingdom that possibly held the location of Mara's missing brother, Solus. It was at this crossroads that Terethal decided to part from these adventurers and to look for answers to his madness in Solnarum, the city of magic. He hoped that his journey would allow him to see these friends again one day. On their way to Myria, the group has found several diversions, but none more impactful than the town of Lorne, a town burned to ashes by military force from Myria five years ago. It was through further inspection that they found a scarred and blind druid named Vesh, and the children he harbored and protected who were all that remained of the village. Additionally, Mara witnessed a tree in the center of town with druid markings that read a message, with Solis, Mara's brother's name, at the bottom. After speaking with Vesh and the children, they learned of a hidden chamber beneath a church in the town. Descending into the chamber, memories of pain and anguish flooded Victoria, as she recognized the symbol of the cult known as the Onyx Brotherhood. The same cult that used her as a ritual sacrifice and forced her to be bound to a demon of flame named Garnacalam. In the end, the group found letters, knowledge, and understanding as they discovered that Vesh was once a part of this organization, and that Solis, Mara's lost brother, was also aware of this organization, and he had even helped Vesh care for the children were left homeless orphans when that destructive Myrian force came to this town. In the end, Vesh was allowed to live, moved on towards safety with the children in tow toward a town known as Ulvenar, located within the Salingrat Timberland, just outside of a town of Southbend where our adventurers have continued. Upon reaching Southbend, a township focused with on logging within the religiously dominated kingdom of Myria, the group fought off an attack by werebears protecting their land from the men chopping it down. In return, they did enter the city, but with a couple of sustained bites from these beasts. On that first morning waking in South Bend, the group was also witness to an execution by hanging of Dark Elf and Dark Dwarves from Ulvenar, who had apparently firebombed several shops within the city. But before the execution could be carried out under the order of Commander Jabin Methodius of the Blessed Guide, drow have attacked on the backs of Manticore, winged beasts with bodies of lions. Rayavor stepped forward and tried to protect many of these individuals while others headed into the square where a field of carnage and death lay. After the attack, Rayavor sought counsel with Commander Methodius and Baron Ivanbridge, the leader of Southbend. As he spoke, Corsevere caught sight of Methodius, a man from their recent past, a man whom from their memories had brought lashes of pain and torture upon Corsevere. Their mind went solely to vengeance and as, they, and as such, they attacked. After a quick display of force, with Mara stepping in to help her friend, 
and Rayavor stepping aside to let the commander take Corsevere on in a duel. Corsevere was quickly dispatched and left broken on the ground. Taken in chains, both Corsevere and Mara now reside within the South Bend jail, while Rayavor, Varys, and Victoria have their own issues to sort out before they can even hope to rescue their friends. And thus ends our recap. You see, this is but a short description of hours of play over the past half of the year, and not all of the events and descriptions and characters are present within this summary. But here, if you'll join us, you can witness and follow along with an amazing story unfolding from these extraordinary individuals. We would like to welcome you to the adventure in progress. <laughs>